Welcome to a Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. It's International Women's Day. In honour of all our fellow beer-loving women out there, we're celebrating women who are brewers, breweries, and the female-identifying drinkers who support them. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hey, hey, hey. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. week we thought we would do something different because this episode happens to drop for the wider audience on international women's day so that's exciting uh i think we had this idea that we wanted to talk to some other women so you're going to notice that this episode's kind of chopped up into a few different well two different bits um the end bit will be our chat with the other female identifying women in the craft beer scene um we just thought it'd be quite good to do that. But before we get into all that, we thought we'd do a bit of a tasting, a bit of another discussion. So, um, so yeah, but I think it's worth noting in advance. So Joe, feel free to jump in if you want to add anything here. But I think we just want to highlight that when we had these discussions with all these other amazing women, um, that this is, it was a safe, open space for us to all have an open and honest dialogue about what it feels like from our point of view and the experiences that we've had from our point of view as women in the craft beer scene. Uh, we just want to make it very clear that there's no intention to, you know, shame men, put men down or anybody else. Um, we don't want to tar everybody with the same brush it might sound like maybe that's what we're doing at certain points but it's just in the context of the conversation that's sort of why things are said in the way they're said um we've got so many good male allies and you know that is not that was not at all what we were getting across what we wanted to do with this is we really wanted to get the voices of other women out there to share their experiences to draw attention to the pros and the cons of what female in the females in the craft uh scene experience um so it was very real um it was very raw honest so we appreciate everyone's vulnerability and them being so honest with us um and we're excited to share it with you guys um so yeah I just wanted to preface it with all that because I didn't want it to be taken in a way that we didn't mean it so (laughs) anything you want to add to that Joe? um I just think so I think we talked about with the other women um like these were actual anecdotal events that happened to each of us um good or bad and how we feel about what has happened to us uh and the the good and the bad of that and it's you know there are going to be people that go oh oh, I've never seen that that's fine that means that you've got an amazing beer scene where you are (laughs) I want to come to where you are because some of us have had uh, had experiences that are not so pleasant um but it's all a learning experience for everybody I think yeah and I think we kept the tone of it I mean we didn't we didn't really even get into some of the uglier sides of things of what people can experience there were negatives but it was like negatives of like you know I get asked if I want a half pint versus a full pint (laughs) when I go to a pub you know it wasn't anything that had to do with some of the other realities that some women face which is a more dark more sinister aspects of that we stayed away from that and it was very much you know 
negative some negatives but there were some positives it was positives also the as li- well. yeah it was yeah. the lighter side of things um but yeah y- you're right it's all it is all based on our first-hand experience and and I mean as you said we just wanted to where where you will have people that say I've never seen that happen I've never witnessed that I think what we wanted to do is really draw attention to the fact that yes you're right not everybody's experiencing it so we wanted to share it in an attempt to sort of give some people who maybe haven't experienced it an understanding of the background that some other people might be having so um very very valid to point out i think yeah all right so before we get to that yeah that will come towards the end yes editing magic should we crack a beer yeah so we decided that we were going to do the quick tasting of mothership american pale ale um as mothership is a completely uh female owned <laughs> operated brewery t-shirt on as well <laughs> i love a bit of mothership yeah they do a lot to champion sort of women yeah. in the craft beer scene so beer for all good. beer for all yeah yes. for sure uh this is a nice unfiltered one so i'm i'm i like a good unfiltered beer yeah i've not had this one yet i haven't either um you used to see them a lot more and i think you don't really see them as much anymore but i think that's because their production's not as big and if i recall correctly and i might be wrong about this i think they do a bit of um cuckoo brewing so they yeah, don't they have do. their own location no. which means it is a lot more difficult for them to produce in the volume that yeah. maybe some other people are producing so you used to see them in tesco all the time and now you don't see them their brat ipa used to be in tesco all yeah. the time and i really liked it so it smells amazing just cracking that can can open there Oh, it does. Yeah, it's very, um, it just sort of hit me over here. Ooh. <laughs> I've got a very, very large head on mine. My glass is not uh, what I would consider beer clean, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I've got an absolutely it. massive What's white it? head on mine. I'm just waiting Mine's for my lively. my uncleanliness to <laughs> disappear. Um, oh, yeah. so that, as you said, that unfiltered, oh, yeah, it's um, it's hazy. Yeah, not incredibly. It's not soupy. I can see my hand through it. No, but it's kind yeah. of that thing where you can see your hand, but it's not. Yeah, as clear as as maybe some some others. I've got an absolutely massive, thick, bubbly white head on mine. Yeah, and it's holding quite well, to be fair, because yeah. as I just said, I was sort of like waiting for this to dissipate, and it's uh, it's all, it's still there. It's a nice yellow. Yes, like primary. Ooh, it's quite yellow. like a when you do this when you swirl it around, the head is quite just dense <laughs> yeah dense. dense is the word dense is the exact word dense. i was looking for and it's got it a really tropi- nice. tropical fruit aroma from yeah. those hops yeah tropical aroma so on the can it says we got this pale ale party started by mingling bold tropical aromas with a light uh, malt base clean and fresh with a smooth finish it tastes like good times oh that's a good bit to celebrate smells like good with. times yeah I can smell the base malt in it. I just need to get right in. And oh my God, that's gorgeous. That's a really nice taste. It's like fruity. There's like a, a really like, it's mm. it's a very light, but very fruity, uh, very full on fruit. And it is nice. At first it's a bit dry. It goes kind of like dry at first and then like immediately just this heavy fruit, fruity taste to it. And it's really nice. There's a nice little bit of bitterness at the end that just balances the fruit yeah um this is a sitting in the sun beer it's definitely sitting in the sun beer yeah for the good times definitely drink a few of those 5.5 percent. so you could definitely drink a few of those it is definitely what you'd call a barbecue beer yeah it's definitely a barbecue beer it's lovely 
It's um, I'm, I'm a fan it's of this one. Simple in the best kind of way. Yeah, like simple done really well. Yeah, very well executed for mm. sure. Um, it's it's sometimes I think I think sometimes breweries can sort of go for something so complex that it's good in terms of making something interesting. But sometimes it's kind of overcomplicated, whereas this is just nailing it at its most basic level. And um, I really enjoy that. It's definitely Moorish, something you can sip on quite quite a while. Very sessionable. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm. Oh, that was a good selection for today. That was pat on your back, Joe, because I think you actually selected these. So... Well, it came with my T-shirt. <laughs> so this, is actually, this was a Christmas present from my husband um, and it was a tube. And you got two of the American Pale Ale, the T-shirt, and then it had a can of Codebreaker in it, which was a rebrew of the beer that they did for International Women's Day last year. Um, and that was brewed for International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, which also falls oh, right. on on the same day. Um, and they have a different theme for that every year. Um, and last year's was Tribute. And it was brewed. So this was brewed with... No, not this one. The uh, Codebreaker one was brewed with the Enigma Hop. Oh, right, okay. Um, uh, to as a tribute to the Codebreaker Joan Clark, um, who is a little-known crypto crypt analyst who worked during World War Two to um, decipher the Enigma machine. Interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting choice. Yeah, so I've got one of those in the fridge, and I haven't drunk it yet. Save that, save that for International that. Women's Day. Yeah, I will be drinking it on International Women's Day. Which is today. Which is today. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But yeah, this is just a nice, clean little little number. I'm loving yeah, it. There it's vegan other- friendly, so you don't have to worry about sort of worrying too much about that. It's completely vegan. I've enjoyed a lot of their beers. They did a really lovely cherry beer um, with Brewdog for Clubfest. Oh, right not this past year the year before um and i didn't manage to get to club fest so i didn't think i was going to get it but then um the hubs and i did a little trip um to nottingham and hit up cambridge on the way back down um between christmas and new year and they actually happened to have deeds it was called <laughs> deeds not words <laughs> um, Brilliant. based on on the suffragettes and they actually had it on tap still in Cambridge. Oh, good timing then. then. And so I was just still, like, I am having one of those, please, and thank you. <laughs> That's brilliant timing on that. Yeah, I love their beers. They're really good. Yeah, I mean, I think I've only really had their Brett IPA, but I had a lot of their Brett IPA because it was something that you could so easily get. And um, we are big barbecue people in my house. So um, we spend, in the summer when it's nice out, we spend a lot of time outside barbecuing and just sitting in the sun. So I think similar to this their brat ipa was very much for me a barbecue beer so that's why i'd be like oh barbecue's happening ah, and then i go to tesco's and be like clear the shelf we're going so <laughs> i'm i'm just really like gutted that i can't just get it so easily anymore as just yeah. the last minute sort of fridge filler as you like but um, the watermelon beer oh that sounds nice i think it was a goes actually um like a good bit of watermelon that was brewed for international women's day 2019 and a percentage of the profits from that went towards supporting refugee women oh right okay yeah so they do they do good work does mothership brilliant beer brilliant causes love it 
yeah you got you got to support them I would like to see just I would like to try even more from them it's just like I said yeah. it's so difficult to to find them yeah, at the minute and maybe once things on. open back up it will be when you can actually go back to putting things on tap as well there might be sort of a bit more of a you know get more stuff out there and there's more ability to go and brew at other people's facilities and, and all that so um yeah. Fingers crossed on that. But speaking of the fact that you were just saying in their previous brewing years, if we just take it back a step. So what is International Women's Day? So International Women's Day, for anyone that doesn't know, um, it, it it's not specific to brewing or the beer industry or anything like that. It is just the one day of the year where you celebrate the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women just on the whole across the world um so yes yeah, it's, it's uh, you find in businesses like i'm in um i think i've mentioned before it telecoms um you get that has always historically been quite male dominated so there's a lot of things that happens we're going to do an event for international women's day and i think you'll see a lot of different sectors having different events and and speakers and, and all that that come out so um the beer industry has historically done a lot of the brews for international women's day and joe you've got more experience with that than i do so you know do you want to talk about what you've done in the past yeah so um for brewing there is an event called international women's collaboration brew day it was started by sophie durand from burnt mill um and jager wise from wildcard has supported it a lot as well um and so on it's it's always on or around depending on what the brewery is doing um international women's day and it is where breweries can get uh female uh, women that work in the industry together to brew together uh they can put on events to to encourage women into the uh, industry so i've been to the last two years i've been up to wildcard in walthamstow um, and jaga opens up the brewery to any woman that wants to come and brew with them um, so the first year, 2019, I went up the and there's always a theme for International Women's Collaboration Brew Day. That year it was forage. So we all went like so it's women from all different breweries who work in different areas of brewing just and women that just enjoyed beer. And at the time I was just a woman that enjoyed beer. And I was like, I want to go to a brewery and brew a beer with other women. That sounds amazing. Were you home so brewing I, at that point? Yeah, or I was home brewing. Was it, oh, yeah. So you were still home brewing. Yeah. Um, so I went popped on the train went and found them on the industrial estate that they are and stuck my head in um so with that brew there was a team of people that went out to the because it was forage was the was the theme a team of women went out to the walthamstow marshes and foraged um mugwort and something else i can't now remember but we they went and foraged ingredients then um i spent the entire day cleaning lemon peel for this beer there was like it was like a production line there was women cutting open the lines and then uh, lemons and then people juicing the lemons and then it was coming around to and then someone was taking the zest off and then we were sat there literally with a spoon or a knife just scraping the pith off the back of the the lemon rind so then you just get the zest part with all the oils in it and so that um, that nearly didn't make it in. I spent the entire day <laughs> cleaning up all of this lemon peel with a couple of other people. It wasn't just me, but like, yeah, it's and it, then it was in a bucket, and they nearly forgot to put it in. <laughs> so Can the, you imagine so, if you spent oh my god, it was so day, funny. It was and so then they were funny. Like, yeah, actually, we did. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, we forgot. So by that. Good job, so, <laughs> by the time I got there, the brew had already been started. Um, I helped out. 
with part of the sparge and then we were still cleaning ingre- and doing ingredients and stuff. And they always have like, there's always like a food truck or something there. And everyone, like all the women that are in breweries and stuff, bring beers from their breweries and everyone swaps and you drink beers while you're working. And, and it's it's lovely. And you get to chat to women I've, like I've met. Uh, that's where I first ever met um, Mary Hoppins and um, some other women that <laughs> I, I now chat to all the time. On Instagram, Mary Hoppins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mary Hoppins. <laughs> That's that's what her Instagram name is. So yeah, yeah. I've got a feeling people, anyone that's listening that doesn't already follow. Yeah, that's her Instagram. It's gonna name. be like, hang on, <laughs> <Is that>? yeah. <laughs> um, and I just like I, I met loads of loads of amazing women and do various different things all over the place in the brewing industry or just enjoyed beer. And um, yeah, so they they made tea out of the foraged ingredients and added that oh. in. Then the lemon juice was being saved for after it had fermented to go in. <laughs> And then there's this like two massive buckets of, of lemon peel sat there and we'd fit like everyone had, we'd eaten, we were drinking, we were stood around chatting and someone <laughs> just went, is that lemon peel supposed to have gone in? <laughs> <laughs> we got, got grabbed and got chucked in. It was great. So it went in in the end, but it was, it was, it was really, cause I, as a home brewer, I know that a lot of it is cleaning and prepping and stuff like that, but it was really interesting to see like that whole process behind it in a commercial brewery. And yeah. it was just, you know, we needed thousands of limes, of, I keep saying limes, lemons to go in this beer. And we were all just stood there cleaning it because we needed like however many kilograms of, of lemon peel to go into it. And the amount of work that goes into it was amazing. So that was the first year. Wasn't put off. <laughs> Came back the second year. Um, it was probably one of the last things that I did before lockdown hit. And that one was, the theme was tribute. So an, an IPA was brewed to honour Ada Lovelace for all of her work in mathematics. And for that one, Jager got all the women together and they put us into teams and we had to identify different hops. So they gave us the hops and they were like, right, smell it, feel it, like crush it in your hand and smell it like write down what you think each one of these are smells like they took them all away and then each team got them back and you had to say which one was which oh, and then the team yes. that won won a case of beer motivation that's right, always good right. so um there was two teams that won and one was mine <laughs> and Obviously. we were sat there we were doing them <laughs> And it's this is why I always say that mosaic smells like broccoli. So we've got the most we had it, and there was two, and we'd written down this one as citra, I think, uh, or cascade. And then I we then mosaic came up, and I smelled it, and I was just like, or oh, we'd got one down as mosaic, and I was just like, this one's mosaic because it smells like broccoli. <laughs> and they were like, oh, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I think we swapped those two around. Yeah, and then we got them all right. So. Thank you well done, for my broccoli. nose for picking up broccoli. <laughs> well done, um, broccoli. So there was this whole learning session about hops. I mean, it, it was great that we won a case of beer between us. That was brilliant as well. But as well, like, um, we were then helping, like, we helped to clean out the mash tun. Um, and um, I got to put in the last hop edition because then where we'd oh. smelt the hops, so that we then picked what hops were going to go into the IPA. Um, so there's a picture. There's a picture so of me. So is that sort of decided on the day then? Like, did they just go? We've got all these hops. Which ones do we put in? And then sort of the end of the day, you went, "Oh, that one's great. Let's do that one." Well, I think they had an idea of what they wanted to do for that for that one. So they, I mean, they're a commercial brewery, so they've got all. They're going to have everything anyway. Yeah, but... yeah. So there was there were some decisions made 
on the day. It's like exactly which ones would go in, but percentages and things like that were yeah. decided. Uh, but yeah, so brewed that beer there as well. Um, Sophie Duran does very similar at Burnt Mill yeah. um, every year. Um, unfortunately, of course, this year, we're not going to be able to get together like that. So there are some virtual brews going on instead. Um, so um, I'm a member of a group on Facebook called Crafty Beer Girls, which is, again, women that work in the beer industry um, and women that enjoy beer. And we, we all get together in this Facebook group. And they are the group six years old this year and Cloudwater is six years old this year as well. And so Cloudwater's collaborated with Crafty Beer Girls. They sent us all out, a, if we wanted to be a part of it, they sent us out um, a Google form and we picked what type, what style of beer would be made, what ingredients would go into it. And then we've given input on the name and oh, we are input onto the ABV as well. And then we've given input into the name um, and it's going to be a stout. Yeah, I, um, I remember you saying, like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, there's a few different things I yeah. can go and I kind of want to, I was like, we obviously are going to put stout. And you're like, well, I kind of want to, but I don't yeah. know if anyone else is going to vote for that. I was like, go with your heart, Joe. And then you're like, I went with my heart and they picked stout. I thought it was really interesting, though, because I've done virtual brews like this before where uh, they give you like choices and you you select and it's always been it's always been an IPA or a pale beer every time even though I've always gone for the darker option I think I must always like put the scale out so with this one I was like oh I wonder if I should just go for like a lager <laughs> instead just to be different and you were like no no, no pick what you really I want like, so I picked a stout heart, Joe. And then you're like I went with my heart and it's a stout and I thought it was so interesting that a group of women picked a stout <laughs> Whereas before, when it's been mixed, it's always been a pale. So I thought that was really interesting. I wonder it's if that says anything I've about done, I've never done a group women's brew like choices. that before. Yeah, it might it might do. Um, I've never done sort of like that group brew situation before in that way anyways. Or in any way, but especially yeah. in that way. I've never seen that come through as something before. And and Siren um, have just done their, like their birthdays coming up. So they've decided to do similar for their birthday. And it's funny because I, I went stout. Ooh, I voted I in like, that one as well. I, I went stout. And I bet, did you pick stout? for your for your I first think I choice I picked kettle sour so I think I picked actually. stout and then it comes back saying yeah you foiled us we were going to do that anyways pick another one <laughs> <laughs> I ended up picking a sour yeah and I think I picked a kettle sour for that yeah I think um, I and did. It, was, it was just really fun and interesting and they to be fair like their form was so the yeah, way you engage with it is really fun because they would send you like a gift back that's like yeah now we've done it it'll be like people with party hats on like <laughs> gifting yeah. out sort of thing um and it was really cool that and I've just you know that's the first time I've ever done any type of like community brew so I can only imagine what it was there what it was like being there and physically doing it like oh, it's it, obviously so it's much more intensive it. like labor intensive and everything than me just ticking a box like I can't even pretend that compete I but... love to get like properly stuck in I'm like where's yeah. the shovel I'm cleaning out the mash tun <laughs> I love it it's brilliant was there like a limit on the number of people that could go or was it literally just like no, just they like so they we'll do a, they do it through Eventbrite and you have to say that you're going to go right. so they so know they have numbers. some idea of yeah them. But yeah, and people pop in and out, like people pop in to see people and say hi and see what's going on and then leave again. And some people stay all day. And I, I always end up getting there a little bit late because uh, the train's a little bit cheaper <laughs> from here up to London after a certain off time. Peak. So I use it. Yeah, I usually wait till off peak and off peak. I usually get there about 1130 or so. And so the brew's already on. 
because you know you need to get that going yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's it's a good i love it i absolutely love it and it's just like you could see what a commercial brew day is like it's great yeah and it sounds cool that you had like the second time you did it you also had like a, a bit of the like learning experience yeah. to it as well it yeah. wasn't straight it wasn't straight we're <laughs> just brewing which is which is that's fine like I think that's really cool like I don't have I think some people would mind getting messier maybe a bit more than I would I wouldn't care I'd just be like I want to get in it I want to yeah. do something I want to learn how to do stuff it'd be quite fun um but yeah I think the learning aspect of it as well is quite nice because it's not it kind of comes full circle because it's like not only are you having women help you brew the stuff but you're also educating the women yeah. as you're and that's as exactly you're doing it, which what might get more people it's about that's exactly it. what it's about it's what Jager and Sophie are trying to trying to do they want women to be educated about beer and yeah. and and as well like by sharing beers and trying different beers you're trying different things and people are finding out what they like and, and what they don't like and things like that discovering new breweries like it's all a, a massive learning experience and to encourage more women into the industry and and to try different things in the industry if that you know because there's there's women there from the marketing side and yeah and you know the sales side and maybe they then want to get into the brewing side of it like it's really great I love it yeah no that sounds that sounds really incredible it's obviously like just a it's a crap situation that yeah obviously it can't happen this year so but sad. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe instead let's give them some ideas right we po- we either postpone it a little bit and then maybe <laughs> it's like when lockdown lifts and we can do stuff like this again you have a international celebration of being out of lockdown yeah day, and then we can <laughs> we'll all go, go brew. and we'll just go brew yeah and then just I don't think anybody brew. needs any excuses to brew beer to be honest <laughs> yeah but I, I want an excuse to go I, I want I want somebody to invite me to go in <laughs> brew with them I'd love that well, when we can actually meet up you can come and brew with me at my house yeah that'll be fun I'll do that I'll definitely do that and because we can't because we can't get together um so we've um we have joined into international women's collaboration brew day this year yes. um uh love be learning and a women's uh, women's pint club which is yeah. our women's facebook group yeah if you'd like to join us have a look for uh women's pint club just search for that on facebook and you will find us um we have done a virtual brew that i'm going to brew in my kitchen we did similar we i put out some choices and what and did we vote on joanne <laughs> you voted for a jam donut stout <laughs> Nothing like challenging me a little bit. <laughs> to be fair, I think you brought it on yourself because yeah, I you did. did kind of say, yeah, I'm going to brew it and I'm um, just be wary. It has to be something that can be done in my house. Yeah. And then I think we picked the most like outlandish thing that we could pick for you to brew. I mean, it's not as bad. House. It was nearly peanut butter and jelly. I added that on it. I think that there's a chance that probably could have made it further if I had realized that we were allowed to add things sooner. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I didn't know we were allowed to add options. I did put I that at like, the top. You obviously yeah, I, didn't read I the didn't. instructions, Tori. I didn't read the instructions. <laughs> I skim read and yeah. I just went, oh, just select something. Yeah, fine, I'll select something. And then I realised after, oh, hang on, I can actually add options. So I went back and I added that after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> but it was too late. Jam Donut had already yeah. sealed the deal. But I voted for that as well. So, so when this comes out, I'll, I'll have brewed this beer the day before. So um, I'm still contemplating whether I'm going to put actual donuts in it or not. I think you should, because I think that would be like, there's so many. It's controlling the oils in them, though, yeah, I think. Is but the then problem. that could make it more exciting and risky. Live on the edge, Joanne. <laughs> Live on I the don't edge. Buy, I don't want to brew a rubbish beer, though. 
I found some some recipes that I'm referencing to put together for mine. I'm going I'm to put raspberries in it. Like there's going to be actual raspberries in for the I jam want, like, bit. Full on donut. Like I want <laughs> donuts chucked in. Like can you just do like non jam donut donuts and just chuck them? That's what well, I was thinking about it. I've got to work out where because I've been reading about it and it's whether they go in as part of the mash. So you know a bit of a toast type. You know remove some of the some of the grain bill and put those in instead, or I've also read that actually, if you kind of dry hop with them, yeah, that gives okay. you quite a donutty taste as well. Or we'll do both. Just do both. Just go full <laughs> That's donut. That's a lot of donuts. <laughs> Everyone loves donuts. Don't be silly. Go full donut. It would be great. But I, I think if you get and then and then the plan, yeah, is you're gonna you're gonna kind of stream yourself doing that, aren't you? Yes. We're just we're voting on the name now. Yes. Um. So yeah, we've been. If if you well, you it'll be too late by the time you hear this, but yeah. Uh, but you can you can go back to the go back to the Love Beer Learning Facebook page and watch the watch the stream because it'll be there. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be good. We'll have a name by that point and it will be good to go. And then you're going to try to get smaller bottles so that we can. Yep. All so I can try and send them it. out to people, and I can keep some back for when we can get together. Is my plan rather than doing my usual pint bottles because I could, I've before I've managed to get about eleven smaller bottles out of the batch. So yeah, if I can get the smaller bottles see if i can get some more for people be exciting i'm excited to see how it turns out i'm excited to see how you work out what recipe you're going to do will you do a bit um that will be sort of the logic behind the recipe you pick like would you would you be open to going like this is how i've brewed this and obviously we're veering off like international women's day specific but it's relevant (laughs) in the fact that you're brewing this um for international women's day um but like would you go through and go you know i've picked these ingredients uh here's why i've chosen to add like you know the donuts in this particular way because you, you have to add donuts so <laughs> i'm pressuring you i'm pressurizing you um <clears throat> i've chosen this many raspberries to give it this level of taste or something like that and then yeah i can it like when i'm when i'm doing my brewing i usually explain when i'm doing the videos of the brewing i usually explain why i've picked various different things and why we're doing it in a certain way because yeah. because the live stream that'll be up now will only be the brewing it brewing like the hot side point the the raspberries will be added after fermentation um well, so can you imagine if you had that <laughs> a 24 hour live stream <laughs> you know a whole right. week live stream right we'll just sit and watch there'll be there'll then have to be a follow-up of adding bits bottling those are separate chunks yes that would be that would be fun so that would be a good thing to um to look out for i mean do, i don't know if there's anybody are there any other breweries that you can think of that are doing ones this year? Because obviously, like Wildcard are. Um, well, if everyone goes to, if you go to um, the International Women's Collaboration Brew Day website, which is I W International Women's Day IWDCB.org, there is a map there, and you can see all the different places that are doing different things. Um, and it shows you where they are. So Wildcard's doing something, Burnt Mill's doing something. Um, I assume they're just making a beer for International Women's Day. I've not seen details about that yet. Um, or whether they they may have done similar with um, forms and things like that. So I'll I think that link in the show notes. Yeah, if we can put that link in and then you can link Women's Pint Club for anybody that's interested yep. in Women's Pint Club. Because obviously I think we've mentioned it before. That was the group that you started local to you. But then since lockdown, it sort of expanded to a more digital audience. And yep. that's when I joined when you were like, yeah, well, 
pretty much digital now um so yeah it's it's really good supportive group so definitely go check that out and watch joe's live stream go back and watch it because it will be interesting as usual when she does all of her brewing and all that so that'd be good um and so i think just before we go on to share the chat that we had with the other women if we just want to call out a few either female owned partially owned or breweries that have females that play quite a heavy sort of role in it you know being a head brewer or or anything like that I think just to start um anybody that's following us thus far (laughs) and has made it this far into the episode probably already know we've done our very first episode was female head brewers so we already covered wildcard burnt mills and aura um having the female head brewers and all that uh that was episode one so go back and watch that if you haven't already because i think we've already pretty fully covered them and um drank their beer so definitely worth going back and checking out uh and then just a few others to name i'll name a few you can name a few i know um sort of marble brewery that's got a lead the the director is a female there that's that's janet rogers uh you've got queer brewing project that was founded by the weight so they obviously now sort of teamed up with cloud water which i think everybody sort of knows there's that collaboration there um we've got anarchy brew co um meraki breweries another new one that's a husband and wife duo uh, the husband does the brewing and the wife sort of does the marketing sort of every all that other various things in there um any you want to i know fierce has a lot of female yeah there's a lot of women working in fierce um Uh, so duration is Bates and Miranda and Miranda's very active in the brewing community um double barreled because they did the tasting yeah. with double barreled the other yeah. night and double barreled husband and, and wife Lucy. Lucy's over there she's yeah. really lovely uh, crowns and hops uh, has obviously got Teo and and Benny is the CEO and co-founder there Benny Ashburn her yeah. Instagram is amazing so go for she's her. she's amazing they're both amazing <laughs> I like the yeah. energy that they get I I could watch the two of them yeah. talk for ages because they are just so engaging just both of them yeah love it and neptune brewery um is has uh julio grady over there um she doesn't brew as much nowadays as she used to but she does every now and then pop in and and do do a bit of brewing um she often does a lot of international women's day events as well up at neptune um and actually she runs a women's beer group uh up in liverpool called ladies that beer and when I was thinking about starting Women's Pint Club, I messaged her and got some advice about running a women's beer group from Julie. So she's brilliant as well. Go drink some Neptune beer. I've got one in my fridge that I almost had the other night, but we shut the chat down before I managed to get onto another beer. So <laughs> that's probably a good thing. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably for the best. I was able to wake up without too much issue the next day. Um, oh, and um, Delirium always do a women International Women's Day beer called oh. Deliria oh yeah interesting i've got one of those in the fridge it's it's quite difficult to get hold of over here um i think i've literally had it in where did i get mine beers of europe i think and they have i don't think we can really get any more now well no well you might be able to it depends it depends on how things go certain beers are are managing to make it through now i think but yeah this one's probably going to be more difficult um but I had to put a like notify me when in stock <laughs> notification on their website. And then one day I just magically got an email going, this is in stock. And I was like, right, ordering a whole box of beer just so I can get this beer. But I've got that in my fridge as well. So brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think there's some others that's, that's that some people have named. I don't know if they're fully sort of, if it's owned or just head brewer wise, but I know that um, uh, Arundel Brewery, that's like a husband and wife duo 
Um, so that's good. And I think they've got a female assistant head brewer. I think I've seen some somewhere as well. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently Locke Mond has, has okay. some prominent women there. Um, New Barnes is, an, is another one. Um, so yeah, there's there's a whole oh, bunch Amity, of grounded. Bruco Amity, well. Bruco. Yeah. Um, just trying to name as many as possible to get it out there. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a uh, wild horse has a female GM. So that's quite good. I think Boss yeah. Bruins got um, yeah. a feet. I think they've got a female brewer, but it might be a co-owned. I can't, can't remember if I'm honest, but that just came up top of my head. Um, so yeah, that's that's all the ones that I can think of. So without further ado, should we go on to our lovely chat? So this chat was with um, women from women's pint club um and also from some other women that we invited along who wanted to chat about their experiences so have a little listen and see how women experience the beer community and industry we have some wonderful women with us should we start off saying who we are and what we're drinking that's a good one that's a good one right do you want to go first tori dear oh god okay yeah hi my name's tori i co-host the podcast with joanne for anyone that doesn't know and i thought i'd be very topical today and i would drink a brew dog bloody good beer oh well done i finally managed to get my hands on one without buying a whole 12 pack so <laughs> who, who needs a 12 pack other than to raise money for a wonderful cause yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but my wallet did not it. like that no no <laughs> wallets don't do that um i am joanne hello from the women's brew podcast um i have got we just did a little live about um northern monks zero fs zero two five which is a strawberry plum sakura fruited beer it is very delicious it's very pink so you know all those people that call you know it girl beer no beer is for everybody everybody and this is a delicious beer so go get some if you haven't already um let's go to my what side this side uh that's going to be tamsin Hi everybody, I'm Tamsin, um, the same one on the Broodog News podcast, so you'll probably recognise my terrible, terrible jokes from there. Um, I am drinking a uh, Hawks Gosnell Sizer this okay. evening, which which is hot cider with mead. Ooh, interesting. That sounded, really good. that sounded really good, and one that I'm jealous of. Yeah. I bought more. I bought some, <laughs> and then I bought more. <laughs> That's how good it is. Well, Carrie, do you want to go next? Sure. I'm Carrie and I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm drinking one of my favorite beers, but it's when they first time they brewed in the US. It's the very big moose and fierce lovering. And it's but it's interesting. We had we had we've been have blessed by people in Brewdog and we we had originally had one of the one of the guys gave us one of the original ones on the first flight. He gave us one of the originals and we did a side-by-side comparison between this one and the, the US version. And then we did the UK version. So it was really neat to see the difference. And, and there was a slight difference. The US is a little bit closer to the original and that kind of stuff. And I like Fierce a lot because gee, Louise is excellent and wonderful and amazing and, and people at Fierce are great. So, but I also realized since it's only 3.45 in the US, I'm sitting there going, I also have tea on the side because I'm going, I'm having fun. <laughs> it will take my 10%. And I think it's a 10% I think. So I'm like, but yeah, so that's what I have. You're just hardcore, Carrie. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very hardcore. Um, next. Well, your name says Chris and your name's not Chris, is it? Yeah. Jackie. 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 <laughs> Hello. 
I'm Jackie and I'm drinking also Northern Monk. I'm drinking Ooh. Eternal Sunshine Double Dry Hopped IPA, five and a half percent, right up my street. This is exactly the sort of beer I like. Um, it's quite a long way from the very first beer I ever had in a pub, which I think was probably more than 40 years ago <laughs> and was a, a man's brown ale, three and Ooh. a half percent. Mm. Very sweet, ale. but still probably would drink one if I saw one just for old time's sake. <laughs> I don't think you get enough brown ale. Speaking of brown no, ale, yeah. I tagged you, Joe, yeah. in Elusive Breweries, just released a brown ale, and I've just added one to my list. And Andy from Elusive will probably be dropping it off to me tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get that. I love a brown ale, and there isn't enough. Um, so, interesting fact. Well, just because we're going to go off on a tangent because that's what we do. <laughs> um, we apologize in advance <laughs> for that. Sorry. About brown ales. So, when I was doing my Cicerone training um, for the beer server exam, they Cicerone say that a Witchwood Hobgoblin is a brown ale. And I was like, mm, I don't think it is. <laughs> but that's one of the ones that they say is an, a good example of a brown ale. And I was like, um, as a, a British beer drinker, I don't agree with you. But okay. <laughs> I would probably put it in a best bitter category. Yeah, probably more. I suppose because it's darker. I mean, I feel like it's in a little mm. one of its own in ruby beers. Like that's a separate, like a little bit higher up than a brown a brown mm. ale. It's not like you couldn't compare it to like Newcastle Brown. <laughs> so, which is yeah, because you know. when I can drink and when I can't drink. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See exactly. Brilliant. All right, let's get back on track. Um, Rachel, do you want to go next? Yeah, um, I am drinking classic fridge filler for me, uh, Jaipur by Thornbridge. Ooh, um, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and Lucy. Hello. Yeah, I'm drinking, I'm Lucy, and I'm drinking uh, Open Life by Track. Nice. Which, um, choice. I was debating between stock management or fresh beer, and it's coming towards the end. It's always that ongoing debate isn't it? Do you drink what's freshest or do you drink what needs to be drunk? Yeah. Well, you rotate good. your beer fridge, Lucy. Of course, yes. <laughs> ah. well, it. That, that's it. Well, I do, I go to my beer, I've got a beer kind of cupboard. I keep all mine. I don't keep any in the fridge and I just chill it as required. But I go, which have I got two of? Like I've got this thing, like yeah. I can only drink yeah. if I've got two of something that'll take precedence over the ones of anything. Ah, see, I generally only have one of anything because I like trying lots of different things. So I only have one, but I've got, I, I tend to go for the fruit and the dark first and I end up with, then I end up with loads of pails. Like I've, I've had to go in and be like, oh, I've got quite a few pails. I better drink some of them. <laughs> and then I'll just have a blitz on, on pails and then I'll go back to my ones. Because otherwise I just go, oh, look at that lovely new raspberry one I've put in there. Let me have that. Oh, better get something older out first. <laughs> so the ones that have got the shortest shelf life. Yeah. And that's not easy to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the ones that you just leave until you have to drink them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, because of the way that we're like um, buying beer at the moment, I've ended up with like packs. So you've, I've ended up with more pails, I think, than I would have normally. Or I've bought some because, you know, I needed to make it up to the amount that you've got to buy to order online or 
to get free shipping or whatever. <laughs> and so I've ended up with a few and I was like, oh yeah, I bought that. I better drink it. <laughs> it's funny you say that though, because I used to buy two of everything um, when like lockdown first started and I was like not really used to drinking the same volumes at home as going out so I used to buy like two of everything one for me one for my husband um and then it was kind of like I've said it before and I'll say it again he doesn't really appreciate it in the same way that I do and I don't mean that's not a slight it's like to him he's just like yeah it tastes good and that's it and he doesn't drink it in the same way that I drink it uh and he's not usually in the mood he's far more into fitness than I am um hands up to about that uh so he doesn't drink to the same especially with the podcast the same way that I do so I've kind of been like oh I don't really want to buy two of everything anymore um because it's just going to take ages to drink through it so now I just do what you do Joe I just buy one of everything (laughs) one of all the things I want and if I'm very close to free shipping I'm like yeah all right go on then (laughs) right I have to explain the reason I've got two of everything yeah I hope you can't hear me right (laughs) Right. It's because my husband brings home beer and I demand half of, of everything that he <laughs> buys. So he'll come back with like a four pack of Elvis juice and I'll be like, and two are mine. Thank you very much. <laughs> and and uh, so I basically take half his beer, put it in my beer cupboard, and that's why I have to. <laughs> See, does he like go into the and go, two of them are missing? What's happened? You're like, I don't even know. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> no, no, it's the beer tax. It's the marriage it's beer the tax. tax. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. That's brilliant. <laughs> Apart from the lost lager, we can have all of that, can't we? No, that's true. I gave yeah. him my lost lager as a, a token fair trade. Yeah. yeah, fair <laughs> trade. Yeah, that's a fair trade. All right, so let's let's talk about being women in the beer community. Um, what are our experiences? What have we enjoyed? What have we not enjoyed? <laughs> Shall I start? So I live down in Kent. Um, you know, very, very traditional. We've got a lot of real ale. And I started drinking um, diff- lots of different beers at, at beer festivals here in Kent. Um, and it, it is still very, like, they're all, they're almost all run by camera, the campaign for real ale. So it's it's all very your traditional styles and things like that. Um Many times stood at the bar, looked dead at, and then they served the man next to me. <laughs> um, and then, oh, and my favourite was one year, Pig and Porter, who are a brewery down this way, um, they brewed uh, a Hefeweizen, um, and they they only made three casks of it, I think. And uh, they were like, one is going to be at the Kent Beer Festival. And I was like, right, I'm going to get me some of that. Sounds lovely. Went in. Um, I I got a half of it. And my friend, who was male, got a pint of it. Came and sat down. And we were sat at, they put out long tables with, with chairs and stuff. And so we were sat there. And a gentleman was sat next to my friend. And he looked at, looked at this beer and he went, that's off, mate. You want to give that back? <laughs> And my friend was like, oh, no, I don't think it is. And he was like, yeah, sh- shouldn't be hazy like that, mate. You want to go take that back? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, it's it's a Hefeweizen. So it's a wheat beer, so it's supposed to be hazy. And this guy literally looked at me, ignored me. You want to take that back, mate? That's not that's not right. No, nope, that's going to give you trouble tomorrow. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> 
it, it's funny you say that because I think um, I've witnessed this sort of on like sort of all aspects of social media, not in one place in particular, but um, I've kind of noticed that whether it's, I, I don't think it's intentional. I think it's like a subconscious thing um, that you'll see like a male post something about a beer and then, or a female post something about a beer. And it's like the males tend to gravitate towards each other's opinions instead of it. Like I could say something tastes like however I think it tastes. And then it's kind of like, well, that gets ignored. And then a comment under that, that will say like the same thing. People go, yeah, 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 that's that's exactly right. And I don't, I'm not saying it's intentional by any means, but for some reason, there's just this subconscious thing that if I'm saying it, you know, someone might come back to me and say like, oh, are you sure you meant that? Or, you know, is that what you meant for, you know, did you definitely mean that? But then like a, a man will say something that's way more a bit left field. And then all of a sudden it will be like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, that's definitely right. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's just been what I've experienced, if anybody else has experienced that, but it's um, sometimes you're just like, I do promise I kind of know what I'm talking about. That's just the world, though, isn't it? It's not yeah. just here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, you, not just you can, here. It's in everything. You can sit in a meeting and put forward an idea ten times over and nobody hears you, and then the man next to you repeats what you've just said, and everyone goes, oh, yes, what a great idea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. In a, yeah, in a way, it's that unconscious bias that's the the worst part of it all. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's it. Like, I, I, I completely agree that I think it's an unconscious bias. I don't think that anybody's going out deliberately saying like, no, because yeah, I yeah. mean, um, you even see over like the holidays, there was something somebody posted, so, uh, an industry posted something along the lines of buy your man a brewery tour. Like, yeah. buy, like it was very, it was, oh, amazing gifts for the beer lover in your life. You know, buy this, buy your man a brewery tour. And it was like, yeah. so unintentionally ex exclusive yeah and and it was kind of like well maybe I'd like a brewery tour as well you know it's it's that thing that I think people don't think they just go who would like a brewery tour which market does this appeal to oh we'll get it for women that don't know what to get their husbands and they never think maybe husbands that don't know what to get their wives or wives that don't know what to get their wives or or anything like that there's just no thought process that maybe a female (laughs) might also (laughs) enjoy it on a side note, though, did you hear the Moon Pig radio advert? Because they were listing off, like, so they have, as well as their cards, they have different, like, gifts and stuff you can give out. And I was literally sat eating my dinner, and this was on the radio, and it's just playing in the background. And they're like, you know, get this person this, or you can buy this and so. And then they were like, for fun, Aunt Sonia, get her a Brewhawk box, beer box. And I was like, <laughs> What? And like I was just like, what? Oh my god! And my husband was like, what is your problem? And I was like, did you not just hear that? Moon Pig said, get a beer hawk beer box for Aunt Sonia. <laughs> I was like, that's a woman's name. They were going to give beer to a woman. I was like, I'm going to buy cards from Moon Pig forever now. <laughs> One of the things that I enjoy about being a woman who likes beer is that. I feel like I can drink whatever I want, whatever mood I'm in. So like sometimes I go to Brewdog and I have a beer and then sometimes I go and I have a gin and tonic and then other days I'll go out for cocktails or champagne or whatever. Yeah. Like I feel like it's all open. Whereas I think if my husband went into Brewdog and said, I'll have a Prosecco, mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't think it would fly. So it I quite like the, the other way. 
yeah I, th- I quite like that it's kind of we don't get judged for whatever we drink and I think that's a really positive thing yeah yeah that's I, a really good thing to highlight I think because I, I would yeah, I wouldn't true. have thought about it in that in that sense because I think you know my partner's never in the mood for drinking something like Prosecco so it just never pops into my brain so it's like yeah you're right if he went in and he, he was like yeah can I have like a pina colada they might be like oh okay if I'm getting a beer and he's getting a pina, that's the thing it's like I'll order a beer and he gets you know pina colada they'll switch the glasses yeah, right and you're just yeah, like oh, that oh, hang on <laughs> yeah with me more often than not I'll order a pint but like my partner will order a, a glass of wine and they just switch the drinks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <They> just <laughs> stop it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me my pint back. Yeah. <laughs> you just like you let them walk away and then you go. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's a really good point, Tamsin, because it's not something that I think would have been mm-hmm. immediately at the forefront of my brain. But you're totally right, because because as you said, Joe, it does go the other way as well, yeah. and it's just obviously we're not in that situation to to think about it that way. So yeah. Though I will say, and there is the slight downside in that is that bars that serve a lot of good beer have terrible wine selections. <laughs> And if yeah. you do get the wine, it's really expensive, like ridiculously expensive, even for a bar. And also I'll get a bottle of Prosecco because a certain bar doesn't cheap during the week, which I quite enjoy. And it's covered in dust. And you're oh, like, God. Mm, maybe <laughs> I'm the only person drinking it yeah. in this bar. So you've got to be careful a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but it should age all right. It should be arguably better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, Tamsin, like you said, that was one of the, my experiences. I'm, I'm, as far as my beer history, I'm fairly new to the thing. Ever since 2017, Brewdog's been my inspiration, and gee, the Brewdog Airlines has been an amazing situation because it's get, given me not only the Brewdog people, but it's also given me the community, and that's been an, an exposure to way so many new beers. Wes and I were talking this week; it was hilarious. We were trying to think. I was, I used to be one who liked all the, all like fruity beers and Berliner Weisses and really low alcohol beers. And I, we were talking about our first experience at the USAGM in 2017. And we were like, and I said to Wes, I'm like, okay, wait, what was my first beer? I remember. And we had before, before the Raspberry Blitz went to non-alcohol, we had the, their version where they had the alcoholic version. That was a three percent. Yeah. We had both of those versions they brought over and they were like my favorites. They were one of my things. And we had a couple different ones. And it was hilarious. We went, Wes and I went to Franklinton the first time and they brew dog brewed a, I was, I had, and I just picked one of the low alcohol ones and so that kind of stuff. But it's been funny because before that I would try cider. I loved cider. Alcoholic cider was great. And it was one of all different varieties and mead is another one that I love too. But I'd go to, we'd go to breweries, Wes would get the beer. I wouldn't find something that I'd like because I didn't, I didn't try it enough. I didn't know what it was like. And so I would be a situation like Tamsin said, gee, you go and go, okay, I want a cider or a mead. And it's like, you're paying an arm and a leg just for even half the amount that you're getting beer. And it's like, that's ridiculous. And, and I think that's the one thing I think BrewDog does really well at offering other versions like that. Like BrewDog USA has a Prosecco Friday, which in my head, I'm like, I don't use, I don't drink Prosecco that often, <laughs> but at the same time, there's a way to get girls in the door. Yeah. Way that if the guy, if the guy, if anybody wants beer or Prosecco, they can get the Prosecco for it. And, and short North in the U S has been doing that where they've been trying to find different beer cocktails. They've been trying to make and type the beer cocktails and try to do that because there's a, because in short North area in Columbus, 
there's a very much like you'll get droves of all different kinds of people where they want the cocktail. They come in and go, well, I don't want the beer. So, so they made the beery cocktails. And so therefore they also brought people into for that too. They came in for the beer cocktails and it was a, a neat way to do that. And that, and it's been fascinating for me as a female to realize and go, oh yeah, I never thought of it before. I always thought of, okay, cater to whatever you want to drink. And for me, for us in the US, it's, it's a little different. And, and it's, I it caused me to go down the rabbit hole of in Pittsburgh, I don't even know what female brewers there are. And, but yet at the same time, realized that there's several breweries in Pittsburgh that are co-owned by women and it's like a husband wife thing and there's been so many things like that and I'm like wow we've been drinking different versions of that and I went oh yeah I will definitely drink more of this brewery because of that and that kind of stuff so it's neat to see how they're doing and seeing lots of female there's a a brewer who was in Dancing Gnome in Pittsburgh that now moved to a new brewery that's opening in in March and she's going to be the head brewer. It's called Necromancer, which is another one that's for opening in March, which is like unheard of and kind of thing like that. So it's been, it's been good too. So. I think sometimes it's difficult to find out where women are working in the mm-hmm. beer industry. Like I'm not saying that, you know, every brewery should be like, we've got a woman working for us, yeah. you know, but you know, sometimes it's difficult to find out that yeah. there are women, women working in the, in the beer industry and, and where they're working so you can support oh, yeah. that. It's been I, fun to do it. Yeah, Brewing Up Pittsburgh has their GM is a girl and girl. Mm-hmm. And a lot of their, their workers are females. And it's been fun to- getting to know them. And one of the girls who's like one of the, she's, she's like the, almost like the, the, the greeter basically. But she, she's one who came from a Mormon background. And it's like, she's got such a fascinating background that I'm like, I wouldn't think of in the US. It's one of those things it's like, gee, very much. What, how did that get? get there and, and how did she get there but she loves and it's just it's fascinating to hear the stories of the of the women who are in the breweries too just to say and how did you get here and we we were Wes and I just watched a version of a YouTube has a port in Pennsylvania they've been doing lots of different Pennsylvania focuses and in Pennsylvania they did a a year ago or two years ago they did they've been trying to do black owned breweries and trying to support different black owned breweries and but they also did collaborations and they did collaborations with female-owned breweries at the same time at Crush Fest, where they did both. And it was fascinating to see how you can tie the different businesses that had no idea what they were. Like, there was a lady who literally makes bow ties. And so they yeah. worked with a brewery. And actually, they they found a beer that they worked together to do. And it was like, she's like, I would never, I love beer, but she said, I wouldn't know what, what I go in and just see what, which one I want. And so the fact that she actually, we could find which highlighted the, the female brewers and things like that. So it's been fascinating in the past couple of years to see newer situations like that where they actually have opportunities like that to do that's really cool so, I like I saw, so so lisa's joined lisa what are you drinking hi lisa <laughs> before we go any further i need to find out what you're drinking <laughs> inspired me earlier so i've actually opened the uh old flag store triple zero brilliant coconut imperial stout oh um i do like an imperial stout um very nice as you know i'm a coconut fan yeah so thumbs up (laughs) it doesn't taste like a that's that's why i like um imperial stouts they're just so unctuous and they're so thick and i don't feel like i'm drinking a 12 percent beer yeah uh, I like the ones where where they've where they're really well made and you can't taste you, you don't get that alcohol burn 
Yeah, no, there's none in this. I, I mean, yeah. I could drink this all night. <laughs> Probably wouldn't <laughs> fare very well, but... <laughs> I'm uh, sure Hayley will love that. <laughs> just keep drinking that. <laughs> that was like the, the one I had the other day. I was telling Joe I had uh, mm. the Winey Beast. Oh, that was so good. If you, if you like red wine and you like beer, you need to try this beer because <laughs> it's, it's a perfect marriage between the two things. And there isn't a horrible alcohol taste or anything. It's just, if you love red wine, you've got to try it. So I had on Valentine's Day, um, I had Sirens Barrel Aged. Um, They did Many Moons, which was like a sour, but it was sort of aged in like a red wine. I believe it was a red wine barrel that they've aged it in. And it was very like, it was cherry, but you really got the red wine notes out of it. And it was so, it was so nice. I've got a second one that I've got that I thought I'll age for a bit and then see how it changes. But if you like red wine and you like a sour, highly recommend that because it is just, I know that people will be like, oh, you got, I mean, I've got Siren behind me. They'll go on about how much I love Siren. But like genuinely, this was such just a well done whiny, but also not sour it was really good so if you're a person that's like I'm not sure I really like red wine but you know maybe um it's a nice balance I think where you get the wine but you also get the cherry and the sour it really does have an effect doesn't it because we've been drinking um quite a lot of uh brew york um their best their imperial stouts and they're all sort of aged aren't they in the burgundy barrels and the whiskey barrels and it really does have you wouldn't you wouldn't think it such has such an impact on the on the beer, but it really does. You can really comes through. I like that. See, I don't like red wine, but I really enjoy a red wine barrel aged beer because I think it you get the really lovely notes of red wine without kind of like the bitter tannins mm. bit of it. I think yeah, you're just I drinking like the wrong ones, Joe. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm just like... not a wine person. Oh, I love red wine. Not a wine person, I'm a beer person. Yeah. <laughs> Going the other way, I'll drink a red wine, but I wouldn't want to drink beer that tastes like red wine. It's like no. chocolate and cake. <laughs> I, I like cake, I like chocolate. Give me a chocolate cake, not interesting. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. <sighs> and then you've got brew yorks extra brownie pints and uh, i was like this is uh, like drinking cake i am in love like whoever's made this i just want to get it i'm so in love great that'd be nonsense for you she's she's one in our group that's called them nonsense we call it our nonsense beers ones that that sound like things that wouldn't make sense but sometimes there's good nonsense and there's ones that taste horrible but there's also ones that that feel weird like why would you combine those things into the beer and to see it's the same thing it's like it's that's the part that about beer that's fasting lisa you talked about coconut for me i always did the berliner vices the real little low alcohol things we went to franklinton's opening they made they were making trying to make radio zombie and missed the mark so therefore they missed the abv so they they put threw some coconut in one of them and they threw peanut butter and jelly in another one and they made aloha (laughs) version but so but the coconut one the coconut's one of those things when they do with extract it's really challenging for me because sometimes it tastes like you're licking sunscreen and I go, I don't want sunscreen. No, thank you. No. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's 
that's how the U.S. pina playa was at first. And then they ended, ah. they changed it a little bit and added more pineapple. And the pineapple complemented and it took away from that. Because the very first year they made pina playa was delicious. But certain people went, I'm having coconut. I'm, but I'm also, mm -hmm. other people went, I'm having sunscreen. And it was just, it was both sides of, this, of the story. And it's just things like that. With extracts, it's harder to do. Yeah, I think it's got to be toasted coconut, hasn't it, Joe? Yeah, that, bro? Mm. yeah coconut, coconut's hard. Because I've, yeah. I've had ones where... They, where it's just oily because mm. there's a lot of oil in coconut and so you've just got to get that balance right because like if, it, if it's in a stout like it can completely knock the head out because of that oil in there you know um, you've got to toast it you've got to get it right we went through a whole phase didn't we Haley and I in the summer yeah. just drinking going for every beer yeah. had Fabro in it and some of them were really hit and miss some of them got it really on the nose and others were just like Mm. <laughs> to be honest it's the, the thing with sabro is it just takes over it absolutely takes over and just owns which yeah. is great for me because i i love yeah, coconut. and i love a bit of sabro um, but if you don't like coconut you, even if it's mm. sabro mixed with three other hops sabro is just gonna overtake all of it and i don't mind it but yeah if you're not a coconut person it's just not happening. And and if you don't try to find something to balance it out with, like literally there'll be something that doesn't necessarily list the hops out and I can have a sip of it and go, that's got Sabro in it. Um, so you need something really heavy to balance that out or else it's just like straight yeah. coconut. This, this, is a really, this is a really good uh, take and it's, it's, it's got that coconut coming through, but it's just not overpowering. So it's nice. So that's a question. Do you think women kind of gravitate more towards the kind of, and I'm not, I don't want to be general. We're not saying that we mm. only like sweet flavored, whatever beers, but you know, talking about all these kind of things, I think there are beers that women would probably try like all the wine ones and things Yeah, that I couldn't see men doing a podcast about wine beers. Right. Could you? <laughs> Well, I, I think, think I probably could. Like yeah. I could see some men do it, but like red wine. Like I couldn't see them going like the Chardonnay barrel aged ones. Like I've got a few Chardonnay barrel aged ones. I don't yeah. really know how they taste. I've not tried them yet. Um, but I could see them going more towards the red wine than the than the white wine. But it's funny you say that because I think how you were saying, Tamsin, that the positive thing about being a female in drinking beer is that you don't feel there's a pressure on you to have a certain drink when you go out. You can pretty much have anything. Yeah. I think maybe right. there'll be ones that that men want to try but when it comes down to like should you know if you can only fit so many things in the basket there maybe are certain ones that they're like oh I don't know if I want to try that because that seems too quote-unquote girly to try um so it's a disadvantage to them because they might think like I bet that's really good but maybe I, it won't be seen in such a way if I try that I don't know I, I can't speak for them but I think it's sort of the reverse of what you had said earlier mm -hmm. also when you when you order like a, a heavy ABV like a like a tipper mm. it's like you're you know you know that's 10 percent <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do yeah like, yeah yes that's why I ordered it <laughs> yeah so Sarah Marie's not on tonight but I know she won't mind me telling this story another um camera beer festival in Kent they had a Belgian bar and she loves, she loves cherry. And they had, they had a Belgian cherry beer on and there was a guy in front of her and he ordered this cherry beer. Guy went and got it, gave it to him. So Marie pops up and goes, Oh, I'll have the same one. And the guy goes, are you sure that you want that one? Do you want, do you want another one? And she was like, Oh, have you got more cherry beers? And he was like, no, no, that's the only one. 
but are you sure you want that one? And she was like, well, I want a cherry beer, yeah. Oh, but it's quite high ABV. <laughs> and she was like, and she was like, I want a cherry beer. Please go get it for me. And this guy was like, mm. and another server had to come over and be like, what is it you want? I'll go get it for you. Because this guy was not going to give her this beer because he thought that ABV was too high for her. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you serve her a glass of wine. Right, right. You pour a 14% red wine, no worries. And I'm like, it's exactly the same. Exactly the same. But then likewise as well, I think there's like this stigma that goes on men where it's like, if they want to drink something that's more sessionable, that's not as manly and that's not, you know, it's not, you have to be drinking a dipper or a tipper or like the highest most the highest abv ba impy stout you can find or it's not like manly enough to be drinking in the same way that is that when we try to drink those ones it's like well are you sure you want that abv like yeah you'd give me a cocktail like tamsin said you'd give me a a, you know yeah yeah a bit of wine like you let me crush three bottles of prosecco (laughs) (laughs) right yeah again yeah, the also, US is have that problem because our ABVs are a lot higher. And so therefore, yeah. me, the lower ones, I drink those if I want to try to have multiple at a time. But it's like one of those ones, it's like, I don't think it's as big of an issue, Pam. Do you think it's that big as an issue for us? No, I mean, we, we're so used to Our lowest is like 6%. Like a 6%er is yeah. a low for us. And so I'm, I mean, gee, the fact that I have a 12%er, I'm trying to be good by l- spreading it out over the hour as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to taking a couple of like, it's that it's we're just so used to higher alcohols over here and it's just i mean and, it, and sometimes the lower alcohols depend we had one we had one the other day that it was a lower alcohol but it was delicious because it was made well and some of some of the ones over here the lower alcohols are the ones that i would have turned down turned my nose up because they were crap beer when i grew up and that kind of stuff and that's that's some of the reason why i didn't get beer when i was little because i had all the beers that were around when i grew up was the swill and the crappy, crappy smelling where you walk into a, a thing and it just smelled like somebody had just lost beer everywhere, but it wasn't a good beer. Yeah. One of those things that I'm like, I don't want to drink that. It's like, that doesn't even smell good. Whereas like going from something like, a, like the very big moose, I mean, you don't think of it, it's chocolate and it's, it's really rich, but it has the cinnamon, which changes and you don't even, it's not even in the, in its, in its normal palate, but until you look at the actual recipe, it's like, Oh yeah, cinnamon's there, but you don't think of it. And now I start to appreciate the different flavors that are in it. Yeah. So that, that reminds me. So my first beer when I was <clears throat> old was um actually sweetheart stout. So oh. my my dad got me a sweetheart stout, and it's only like two percent or something. It's like really light. Yeah. And then the other day I was in the shops and they were like selling them off, and I got some, and I was like this is really lovely. Like, I think we, in a way, now that I've kind of been drinking a lot of amazing beers at higher ABVs, I forget about that. But see, like, you know, early afternoon, you want a beer, I can fully recommend Sweethearts Out. And it might be, it's got a bit of a cheesy can, but you just roll with it. It's actually, (laughs) it's actually really nice. I've literally never heard of it. What is that? What Joe Joe knows what I'm talking about. No, I've not heard of it either. What is this a Scottish is, thing? It might be a Scottish thing because our, oh. our so our sweet stout down here is usually Mackesons. Oh yeah. No, it's actually it's a it's actually a brand called Sweetheart Stout, and it's got mm. like a 1950s pinup, and it's two percent, but it is a proper stout. 
Wow, never is, heard of it. It's love, right? I'll, I will. No, I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try the 1950s pinup. Yeah, and the fact that it's called Sweetheart Style. <laughs> She's got bright red lipstick. Yes, it. I'm telling you. Um, and but it's like they also sell it cheap, like 75p a can, well, because it's only oh. like two yeah. percent or something. Yeah, I haven't dreamt it. It is real. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, Tamsin. I have to probably send one this yeah, way for us send to know some. for sure. <laughs> Rachel, were you going to say something? Um, yeah, it was jumping back a little bit. It was um, halves and pints is a huge thing in in pubs. Like, I'll yeah. go like, oh, can I get a whatever beer? It is, and they'll be like, "Oh, a half." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> a pint, <laughs> yeah. a proper measure." Um, yeah. It is funny. But you the initial instinct... question a man, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the initial instinct of half, and you're yeah. like, yeah. "No, no." <laughs> Although I'm, I'm a third girl because I like trying lots yeah. of things. <laughs> you were saying before, Joanne, about the experiences you've had at, at real ale festivals. Mm. Do you think you've had the same experiences in craft beer bars? Because I find there's a definite divide. In mm. Yeah, definitely. So, so I've always said that the thing that I like about brew dog bars is that I can walk in and I don't feel out of place. Like, no one questions what I choose. No one, no one's going to be like, "Oh, are you sure you want that imperial stout?" Or like, you know, if we're talking about beer, I'm not ignored. Like, I think that that you know, whatever people think about brew dog, they have put together a community of people and it's very welcoming no matter who you are or what your background or whatever um so yeah other craft bars i found fine (laughs) so that we've got this we've got this one bar in canterbury um it's a bit it's a little bit more traditional a little bit little bit craft um they tend to have cask and key keg on and it's run by this really grumpy man (laughs) but it's just but he's brilliant so we went we had a women's pint club meet up there and there was 12 of us and we literally took over a corner and everyone kept walking through the door and it's like it's in one of these like old canterbury buildings where it's got all the beams and there's like random poles and stuff in the way and and it's got like the lovely tudor markings on the outside and and um, every time someone walked through the door they'd be like there's 12 women sat over there drinking beer <laughs> and it was like it i think about three or four different people said it out loud looking right at us and we were like hi yeah um but the the really grumpy landlord um would come over and it, but he was brilliant with it like once he realized that we were like into beer mm-hmm. didn't matter he was just like right what do you like try that oh you want to yep. try a bit of everything start at the height because he does his board in like lowest abv to highest abv and he's like start at the top with the with like where the highest abv is and work your way back <laughs> tell me which ones you want and he'll go off and get them and it was brilliant and like he never questioned that there was all oh apart from that we're called women's pint club he did then point out that none of us were ordering pints because <laughs> we were all <laughs> I thought you were going to say he pointed out that. none of you were ladies. No, no, no it's just were... like, he was just like, women's pint club, but you're not ordering pints. And I was like, no, but what we're ordering adds up to pints. And he was like, yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> See, that yeah, relates to what, what I would say is my negative. So just the nature through my work and things, I go to bars a lot on my own. And while I feel I can order anything, nobody really talks to me because I'm a woman and yeah. I think there's a bit of like I think if I was a man I think I'd probably get a lot more stranger chat 
I'm yeah, not saying that yeah. I want stranger chat, no. but there's definitely, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah, yeah. I was doing, I was doing all the Scottish brew dogs and I was on my own doing them all. And I just, I, it did feel a bit lonely. Cause I just think people were like, if, oh, if I talk to women, I'll get in trouble. So I'm just not going to talk yeah. to the women. So there's a bit of that as well. I think. Yeah. I was just going to say, I wonder if it's that people were like, oh, if I chat to her in a friendly way, is she going to get the wrong idea? And is she going to think that I'm hitting on her? Or is she going to think that I'm being creepy or a pest or anything? Mm -hmm. But really, they just want to say hi to you. And it's just like, I guess the thing is, it's a roll of the die of you don't know the person that it is you're going to approach and speak to. So I can totally like empathize with your side of like, just chat to me. Like, I don't care. Let's just have a chat. But then on the other side, I can imagine how for them, they might be like, yeah, but I don't know what that person's like. And if they're going to just go off on me for talking to them or they're going to take it the wrong way or anything like that. And it's just, I think you're right in the sense of like, when you approach a man in that way, there's not that same sort of I'm approaching you and I'm worried you might think I'm hitting on you. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the men might think if I approach you, it's a, I'm afraid you might think I'm hitting on you. I know I do think like I'm alone in a bar and I'm drinking beer and and, and I'll try and sit at the bar I'll actually try and sit as close to like so I'm not yeah. hiding in a corner or something I'm just yeah. like this is my sixth bar today please please come and talk <laughs> to me I'm really bored of being on my own <laughs> I just I just go out there I'm just like hi yeah. <laughs> yeah. how are you doing <laughs> same you've got no option after I'll just <laughs> yeah you, I'll, I'll just sit there and I'll listen for somebody to say something and then I'll be like yeah I know about yeah, yeah, yeah that as well. let's have a conversation you're being forced to speak to me now <laughs> in the grocery store it's the same thing it's like I'm just standing there looking at the eggs and people are like come over and I'm like why are you talking I mean they know somehow they sense that I like to talk which is fine <laughs> I'm not in the mood to talk and so therefore I'm like sitting there going it's like I remember my first experience in Brewdog Aberdeen. I walked up to get a Wes had gone up and get his beer and came back and he ordered our food. And then I went up and he, he let me go up and pick my own. And I went up and picked my own. And all of a sudden a guy standing at the bar, he's like, he noticed my beer visa. And all of a sudden it was, a, it was an opener for him to go, Hey, what's mm. that? And so like, I started talking about it and he was like, it, I think sometimes that's it. I think sometimes it's, they need an opener. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're guys or girls, it's, it's, they need an opener. They need to go, okay. Is, are you a safe person to talk to? Yeah. Yeah. Sit there and give you an evil eye like it, because in the world that it's so hard to trust people girls or guys and it's Definitely. like because because jackie and lucy will know that gee like with the whatsapp group whenever we get together with them like literally like we're sharing beers it doesn't matter if you're dry or girl we're like oh here you want you want to try some sure yeah. anything it doesn't matter what sex you are it's just you're who you are and they know you and it's that kind of thing and it's just like it doesn't matter. And sometimes I wish we were more in a world of that, that it wouldn't be divide between guys and girls or this. It's just a, you're who you are and yeah. accept the person who they are and based on that kind of stuff. And that's, that's, I think we're starting to get a little better at that, but I think it's still, it depends on where you are and depends on people's comfortability level. Yeah. Well, that's it. I think it does depend. Go. I think it does depend on where you are. Cause it's like, I know the people I surround myself with, <laughs> the people I've surrounded myself with are people that, you know, it's, it's a lot of guys, a lot of girls that they don't, you know, they don't think a bit like that. And I think it's more just when you go out into the wild for people you don't know, mm-hmm. it's people wild. are so yeah, into the wild, but it is like the wild now, isn't it? What is it like outside? We've all been in the snow. Our snow's gone away now. Yeah, no, it's all the way. That's what it's doing outside. <laughs> well, may, maybe not for Tamsin, it might still be. Yeah, <laughs> for cold. 
but it's fun when 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 you learn about uh, there's female brewers in places it's interesting to see and it's interesting to see i tamar tamar banner was was the head brewer at, at brewdog usa and then she left to now she's now in the head brewer one of the head brewers at tool in denmark it was one of those yeah. things that i'm like so amazed for her but at the same time i was like i asked her the question i said what's it like to be a female brewer and she went oh i get asked that all the time because i'm a female and i'm like yeah, I know, but I really, as a girl, want to know what that's like because yeah. it's and she was and she was like not quite. She was kind of taken aback by that question because she goes like, "It's just me. I'm gonna be who I am, and I'm gonna brew who I am, and yeah. that kind of stuff." And so it depends on the person, even the female brewers. You have the ones that are like, "Okay, it doesn't matter if I'm a girl or a guy. It just means that I'm just a brewer." And how it, I, I know because there's it, essentially it's following a recipe, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like how you see all the um, how many male chefs there are c- compared to female chefs. I mean, not sexist or anything. It's just really interesting mm-hmm. to see that you know on TV right. how many females like Mary Berry and Nigella and whatever. But in contrast to male, like it's really low, and it's just oh. interesting. But that- it's actually. It's interesting you said that though, because the people you've just named, those are like people that do more baking than actual, like, think about the level of people that do baking as compared to like, this is like veering so off the track of like beer, but it's just the fact that you've just like pointed that out. I never would have thought about that until you've just said it out loud. A lot of the celebrity TV chefs that you see that are female, they end up being more about baking than they are like, you know, Gordon Ramsay. Angela Harnett and and people like that Mm. would never really... It did seem like it was more focused on the bakery type of things mm. to get women involved, but just like lending it to brewing. Well, why aren't there more women brewers? Why? Why is it? You know what? Why is that? So women so can do to- it until it becomes a profession, and then men can do it. Yeah. That's how. That's how mm. the world has has divided things up. Like we women were brewing because it was you know part of the sorting out the food and doing all of that and it was part of the kitchen stuff but once industrialization came along and it was like a profession and it was respectable and then it's like then the men took over it's like all right it's the same with like like tailoring women were the sewers women and men were sewers women and and men were embroiderers but then when it became a profession like a tailor that's a man um embroidery is something feminine that you sit and do at home light essentially a hobby a right, hobby if is it's feminine, a, hobby, a profession is masculine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how it's kind of ended up being divided up over the years. But it's, it, you know, women were the first brewers mm-hmm. because it was mm-hmm. part of the stuff that they were doing yeah. to, as mm-hmm. their part of, of sustaining the family and the village. That's it. I guess there's, like, there's some elements, I get that there's some elements of brewing that can make it more challenging for just the natural like female body compared to a man body because you go, oh, I've got to lift all these things. I've got to do this, which you can do. Like I can, I can do all that. But I think that for you know, in also, terms of the, go ahead. in terms of professionally, you should have those reasonable adjustments. You should have provisions provided right. for women who, like, legally, you shouldn't lift more than twenty-five kilos yeah. anyway. Yeah. So if those provisions aren't there for a man, then yeah. they shouldn't not be there for a woman anyway. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's totally funny get that. They don't take over the chores at home. At <laughs> <laughs> home, I'm putting the penny on. No, let me do it. <laughs> I don't know. We're yeah. sounding really sexist. I'm really. Uh, um, I'm not a feminist uh, massively. 
But I do have to say, when I brewed on the test kit at Brewdog, I had I couldn't lift there's 30 kilo bags of malt, and and you have to carry them up a staircase, and I I just couldn't, and the men had sort of, to do it because I was just like I cannot do this. Yeah. So I got, but I did the rest of it, yeah. but I just couldn't do it. And then you looked around, and actually all the brew all the guys doing all the manual stuff. Yeah, I didn't see any women doing any of that kind of thing well I won't lift a 15 kilo bag of cat litter at home so that's <laughs> I, I was just I was just thinking there when you were saying about being judged I'll tell you one another thing about being a woman see being a woman and taking your kids into a bar on your yeah. own yeah you get very judgy looks and I don't think my husband gets the same no dodgy looks when he does it yeah that's a really good point. it's yeah, very much really like what what you do why yeah. are you bringing your kids into a, a pub but but it's all right for the man to go oh it's it's a boy's day out I'm gonna take oh, my yeah, kids right. to the pub and everyone's like oh I take my boys to the pub and it's like he lost should you shouldn't be somewhere else I'm like no, no I'm having a no, beer and actually yeah. they're all equity punks so shush up <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've done that. That's brilliant. I, I, I'm I'm curious, Rachel, what you're going to say because I think you made a valid point about the you know if the provisions in place for a man, it should be in place for a female. Because I know yeah. there's a lot of men that are brewers that lift bags and lift things that they shouldn't be lifting, yeah. but they choose to do it. And that and that was that what I was gonna, kind of going to say is I appreciate that like the female, the overall female body's not in theory capable i say i put that yeah. in brackets because yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I i you know when sort of the legal moved house twice and i've moved sofas and beds and everything yeah. of my husband like yeah. whatever this is it like legally what's liftable for a woman is the legal requirement so anything above that there should be like things in place to yeah. to allow it to be lifted with ease so that you're not strain in your body yeah um, and that's regardless if you're a man or a woman in craft beer because you're working in such a small team with such it's a small team with not much money to spend on those yeah. decisions yeah i think it is easier for a man to push the limits of his body than it is for a woman yeah. and that the same sis where the women carry the men and the women usually oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong yeah no, um, but I think it takes a toll quicker though doesn't yes. it because it's the fact that I can lift however many bags and I might be more physically tired than somebody else that's physically just bigger than me I can yeah. lift it but I'm gonna hit a point where I'm gonna go oh my like quicker my, my body's body just gonna hurts. go I can't <laughs> yeah. do it in comparison to somebody else but in theory they're not supposed to be lifting it on their own exactly. but as you exactly. said it's the well, we've got someone that can do it and is not asking for help as opposed to somebody that might be more likely yeah. to ask for help. <laughs> I think it's a sort of symptom of craft beer that you can abuse a man's body in that way. But yeah. a woman typically won't stand for that. Um, and that's my experience. So. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, you don't think of that. You don't think they're told that to men up, man up. Yeah. Um, rather mm-hmm. than be like, oh, okay, you can't lift that, so we'll figure out how yeah. to get easier. Th- that's interesting you said that actually because you're right. It is a v- it very f- the detriment to the to the guys that work in it is very much yeah. man up, get over it. With you, they'd go, oh, Rachel, don't 
let's help you push yourself it will be okay whereas I in the same way that I also don't want to see people going I'm hiring a female brewer just because they're a female like I want somebody you know I don't want a job because I'm a female like for me personally I want a job because I'm really good like I'm really good at what I'm doing and I happen to be a female and I don't for me if I'm saying like I want to do this activity I want to push myself and do this I don't want someone to say to me oh oh don't hurt yourself sit down like you're very dead I want to be like no uh, you know I move sofas I I move beds I can (laughs) move a bag (laughs) yeah for me like my first couple of months experience was me like proving I can do this I don't need your help yeah want your help I'll ask yeah um and that was something that I don't think I think I had that luxury to be like I don't I don't need your help until I ask yeah Whereas men, they struggle to ask for that. Yeah. It's the vulnerability of like, yeah. I need some help on this. Yeah. Could you help me? Like, they would just go like, oh, but if I ask for help, are you just going to take the piss out of me and call mm. me whatever you're going to call me? You know, or just, you know, with, with us, we don't have to necessarily worry about asking for the help because it's almost, I kind of feel like in some aspects, there's almost kind of, an assumption that we're going to ask for help at some mm-hmm. point yeah um as it's well it's the same it's frustrating in a way to constantly feel like you're being watched waiting for you to ask for that help when you don't need it yeah or, or baby like it's, need, it's, yeah yes. babied but like mm-hmm. putting you like in a you know wrapping you up in bubble wrap and being like yeah. oh are you, like you're very delicate I don't want it it's like I'm not delicate you can you can take the piss out of me like you can with guys you can yeah you know do whatever you're going to do with them with me I don't care well, so that, flow, that flows back into the like halves versus heinz and abvs it all comes back to like I can take what you can take yeah in a yeah. way like I know and I know when I can I'm like capable. I know when I'm at a point when I'm like yeah. I'm done I don't need more yeah. yeah that's it and I think we're getting better. I think people are getting better at that. They're starting to, but I think that's the part that they see the exterior of a person. It doesn't matter if you're a guy mm. or a girl. Yeah. They see, if they see a smaller guy, they'll assume that they can't lift it. Yeah. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's like that kind of, that's the part that I wish that we wouldn't be in, in any industry, wouldn't be having that same situation. I wish they would just see us and actually ask us and say, okay, because I think we're getting better as people saying what we want expressing yeah. our needs whether it's we need help or we not need help i mean most of us can't i mean gee i'm a female who they automatically assume that i'm gonna ask for help but i'm one who literally is independent out the wazoo and if it's wanting help nope i will do it on my own until i get stuck and then i'll be like oh yeah i have to ask for help oh shoot i don't want to ask for help but that kind of thing because that's just how i was raised and that's how i and that's how i am as a person person and and i think that's how each of us as individuals guys or girls or or individuals are individuals. And I think that's part of it. They're starting. We have to stop judging people based on exterior based and find out who the people are. And I think that's as a, as a beer community, craft beer does better with that. And some of the, some of the places do better when they don't automatically make an assumption of who you are. Yeah. I think that's that. I think that's the part that across the board, we're getting better at. I think that's the one good thing I've experienced with BrewDog is that, gee, you walk up, gives you an opportunity it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl they actually say okay what are you interested in can i can i help you can i figure out how to help how to see, what do you want to try what are your yeah. like is that kind of it's that conversation and sometimes that's the conversation where people automatically go some people don't want that conversation yeah 
there's other people who are real shy and, and don't want that conversation. They want to pick what they want, but then there's other times it's like, I, as a, as a conversationalist want to engage in that conversation just a little bit so that I can go, okay, well, I don't know any of these viewers. You tell me what they're like. And that's the part that's sometimes hard, but I think that's where we as people sometimes need to get out of our own comfort zones too. We're so stuck in those comfort zones, whether we're guys or girls realizing, okay, even in the beer industry, like when I talked to Tamara, she's like, I was who I am. It doesn't matter if I'm a girl or a guy. It just means that I need to be more of me. And that's the part that I think is something that we're as a, as a community of people, we're getting a little better at that, but it's still trying to realize that I'm important just as much as the person standing next to me. It doesn't matter who that person is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to I'm be gonna fair, have to disagree. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to have to disagree with you, Tori. I'll take every advantage going. <laughs> you want a diversity hire? Take me. You want to have to pick a woman over a man? Yeah. I'm up for it. <laughs> I'll go, right? Maybe because I'm older okay. and like grayer than everyone else, but I'm just okay. like, I will take every advantage going. Yeah. I don't care. I think my if thing you know, is if, though, you, if you want me, cause I've got boobs, fine. <laughs> I, will, I, I will, you know, I will take that pay rise. I will take, I will take it all. Just do it. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I guess, I, guess I think, I think for me, it's like, I want it to be a place where for, for me, I think it's like, you're saying like, we don't have enough females here and it shouldn't, from from my perspective only i don't want it to be a place of like i'm hiring you because i want to hire a female and it doesn't matter for me i want it to be like we want to create a more diverse environment so let's do that by encouraging more women to go for this role Mm -hmm. by shaping the way that we deal with the workplace so that maybe because maybe it is a case of you're not getting a lot of females that are applying for the role because you're the way the environment is, it's not very encouraging for women to go for that role. For me, I want it to be a place of maybe more females will go for this role and you'll have more females to choose from because you've shaped the way your company works and you've shaped Mm. the the mindset and you've made it more of a friendly environment where women feel like they can go for this powerful role or a higher up role or whatever the role is that maybe they didn't feel, you you know, I work in telecoms and IT and that's quite a male dominated environment. Joe understands like it's quite a male dominated environment and it's very like, you know, sometimes you need to tell engineer types (laughs) how to behave around other people that are not engineer types um and it's the creating the environment where me as a female goes I want to progress here I feel comfortable Mm. to progress here and now you have more candidates that are female naturally instead of just going I need to fill a box because I don't have enough female so let's go with you and it doesn't really matter what your qualifications are I just need to get someone in the door it's kind of like let's encourage the natural progression of it by just yeah. changing the environment and I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from but I no, also appreciate I, and I, I was, also appreciate that I was, making a joke. I was making a joke about it but I just think yeah. and it's that's that earlier point of unconscious bias there is so much unconscious bias against women if you're offered an opportunity don't question too much yeah how you got the opportunity yeah, just yeah, grab yeah. it is what I'm saying <laughs> no I, tot- I totally agree with that as well it's just the, it's just the case of I guess for me I, it's also the case of like I don't want you to just go oh, we don't have enough women here so our solution to that is to just go who's the closest women we can hire? like I want them to go we're not yeah. getting enough women here why and I, i'm thinking yeah. in ideal world when they're going yeah. we're not getting a, yeah. enough women applying for this role or enough diversity we're not getting right. enough people of color we're not getting enough you know different 
gender, sexual orientations, yeah. all that. Maybe LGBTQ they need to step plus people. Exactly. Maybe they need to step back and question, well, what Why? might be putting those people off from applying? You know, do we do something that might not be inviting to that environment, the, the male dominated environment? And maybe they need to make changes in that space. I think as well that contributes to if that workplace was more suited there wouldn't be as much sort of imposter syndrome in those people who yep. aren't seen, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I yeah, get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree, Tori, because I around the craft breweries that are around us, just here in Ohio, uh, there are some that are mostly, like that's all you see are males behind the bar, it, like on their social media page. But then there's also the breweries that are, you know, empowering women in showing showcasing their skills via social media you're seeing them actually behind the bar giving their input of you know when you're asking them well what what do you recommend um so that's that's one of the nice things that we're seeing that's really interesting actually because if i've worked in the hospitality business all my life and i like run pubs and wine bars and that for years and stuff and years ago all behind the bar used to be just women right just women and yeah. I thank god we've come from that because it was I can <laughs> yeah yeah oh agreed interesting yeah. to see that in the majority of craft beer bars you go in it is all men uh you know it's almost like women haven't got the kind of knowledge to be in charge it, it is very male dominated we we go to lots and lots of different breweries and bars and stuff and the majority is men it's it's men it's interesting isn't it because I think there is I've noticed like a diversity where it's in craft beer it feels a bit more level playing field between men and women in not craft beer just normal bars and everything else in the US I found it's it's funny because having experience in both in the US I found very non-craft world it was very female dominated and I think that all comes down to the tipping system as as much as I don't want to make this statement I think it does sort of come down to the tipping system and the way that it favors sort of females on that aspect and over here I found it to be very male dominated and I don't really know sort of why that difference is um but it's the knowledge of fear I think they think you know oh no let's put you know I don't know I, maybe I'm completely wrong but that's if, um, the question that I that I get if a man a male co-worker made a recommendation that would be taken as gospel if yep. I make that recommendation maybe I take it with a pinch of salt um yeah. both doing the same job but the man is seen as unconsciously I mean, there are, there are women, because I've had some great experiences. I'm not just, you know, there have been some who've really known their stuff, who've just gone through the whole board yeah. and recommended everything and really knew their stuff. But in general, I find it to be male. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have seen a change. Like, I've seen a change in the last, I don't know, year two years where it's got – and I think it comes down to kind of why Joe started a beer school and everything else, like women – tend to on the whole and I can't generalize I can only speak for people I know and the experience I've heard about there's a lot of females as you said Lisa that are just like I don't feel confident whereas males will come in and they'll they'll tell you their opinion they won't think twice about it and they'll just go I don't you know you can take my opinion or you can leave my opinion whereas like 
women tend to end up being like oh what if I give the wrong opinion and what if Mm -hmm. and it's like well your opinion can't be wrong so (laughs) but I think we're just a bit more concerned about giving something that's going to be like the wrong opinion Um, but I've seen that change quite a bit over the last maybe year or two years where it's sort of started to level out a bit Um, it's it's still I wouldn't say it's fully equal still um, but I would say that I think that there's a lot more females who feel comfortable sort of stating their opinion definitely bar managers are the ones where I can't recall seeing a lot of females at the position of bar management they they might uh work behind you know and be a server but I don't I don't know about them I wonder if that comes down to the dog I'm wondering if that comes down to a level of like the people management though if if they naturally Mm -hmm. gravitate gravitate towards sort of men doing that job because like men will be like you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this and they think that females might not have that same dominance if that makes sense it comes down to that like when a woman tells you what to do she's bossy when a man it's like Mm -hmm. do do seem to be more open though than most i think they are like you said when you walk into any group you do not feel out of place at all And that and that's really nice, and um, you know they do get slated, but I think that that's one of the things that they open the door. Like I came from Brewdog, yeah, from trying punk like six years I think, ago. I think so many people did, yeah, and like yeah, you know they're not, you know maybe their beers aren't that exciting at the moment, and you know blah blah blah, but they've built a community that is open. Yeah to people and you see accessible yeah it's accessible and you see a variety of people in roles and I think that's really important and and I think as well with some of these women going into roles is that whole you know a man will go oh I can do that one thing out of that list I'm going to apply for it but a woman's like Mm -hmm. I can't do that one thing on that list so I'm not going to apply because I'm not qualified yeah, yeah, it's about there was a it's video about, all about that. Yeah. Maybe we've seen the same video, but yeah. I've lived that video, so like yeah. <laughs> yeah, the that things that I haven't applied for. Back, well, I've reported back or uh, in a previous role, not my company yeah. now or anything like that, but in previous jobs, when you do your like self-appraisal at the end of the year, speaking to a line manager once, and my line manager was just like, It's so funny because she's noticed that when men give their self-appraisal, they give much higher ratings than maybe what she as a manager would give them yeah and women tend to give themselves a lot lower mm-hmm. ratings than what she would give them so it's just funny because she's like I'm always going to have the guys that are overrating themselves and the women that are undervaluing themselves that's yeah that's funny there's, there's that statistic that says um I can't remember the exact uh, figures but a, a man will apply for a job if he's 30 percent capable and yeah. a woman would only do it if she's like 80 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely uh, it is, yeah. It's, it's our imposter syndrome yeah. like you know tarring everybody with the same brush here but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm sure you know there are women who are like nope i'm gonna go for that but there but you know a lot of us have that imposter syndrome we're like oh no if i do that it, and we've got to push through it Mm-hmm. Push through I, it. I think a lot of it has to do with like just experience too. Yeah. Because if you're new to the field or with anything, um, then like because I remember switching from my career or it's the same career but different job, and I yeah. didn't have any experience into it. But I went in saying, "This is what I know. This is what I don't know. But I'm willing to learn yeah. on what I don't know." But that was after. 10 years of experience in my career. So I think that has a huge role yeah. in it. 
Oh, I've, I feel like I get imposter syndrome all the time. Like Joe all the time has to be like, you know yeah. what you're talking about? Just shut up. Because I'm constantly like, I think that it's like, the, like I, I think this is right. And then I'm like, I'll message her after like, oh, I hope I just didn't balls that all up. And she's like, you're fine. You're right. Fine. And I like, I literally took, like, I don't work at, well, I mean, technically I do work in the beer industry now, but I don't, I, <laughs> no, I didn't work in the beer industry. And I was like, I'm going to take the Cicerone beer, certified beer server exam. Because I want to prove that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. I talk about beer all the time. I, think... I wanted that. I wanted that little certificate that's over there. The license to like... say I know what I'm talking about. Look, look, look. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about, and I need I think... that bit of paper. Like how many met? Like and then exactly. you get the men men... that pop up on the beer groups, and are just like yes takes yeah. like sage and and wood smoke and then the next thing you hear they're like this is what was the first craft beer i ever had what else should i buy and i was like you just described it as sage and wood smoke like what 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 gave you the balls to say that because yeah. i wouldn't have done they just need that certificate they need that paper right 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 I was just, I don't know if you guys saw the study after when we had the financial crash, and they were talking about the the, the amount of men, and the amount of women that were stockbrokers, and they were saying, why can't we keep women in that role as um, stockbrokers and account managers in that way? And they were saying the difference was that um, if you talk to a guy, and um, like seventy percent of his accounts have made a profit, and thought, brilliant, that's more than half. I'm doing really well. Then you talk to the women and they say, if 95% of their accounts are good and 5% are bad, they're sitting there going, oh my God, I 5% of my accounts have lost money. I cannot live with myself. Right. I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I feel like all I do is be like, that one thing that I did wrong, oh my God. Right. And then everyone's like, you're fine. And I was like, I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Yeah, we tend to overreact so much, and that's part of it. It's like they think, I mean, but sometimes the overreaction is okay. And that's the part that as females, it's okay to actually overreact in any industry. Yeah. In the beer, it's okay, it's okay to be really passionate about something. It yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, there's sometimes, that's one of the things that I realized, Joe, you've encouraged me at times because I realized and go, yes, I have an opinion. And sometimes some people don't want to hear it. Other times they do. And it's like, it depends on who it is. And it depends yeah. it's one of those things. And as women were taught, that it's better to be demure. It's better to be quiet. It's better to not be this and don't be the big presence. And I'm going, um, that's putting me basically in this little tiny box and yeah. making you say and go, okay, I'm never allowed to come out and I'm never allowed to give my opinion. And I mean, and for, for in our, in our situation, Wes for a long time, loved beer, but because I wasn't, I didn't like it. And I was so used to, used to what crap I had and I didn't want to try it. And it was like that whole, like, but I realized that as I've grown older, sometimes Tamsin, you're right. It's one of those things that as I've aged, you're right. It changes you. It changes you to go to appreciate life much more and realize and go, oh yeah, what I learned 25 years ago when I first got married was ridiculous. I would not have been the same person back then as I am now. And I realized that I appreciate myself so much more. And sometimes that's harder for men to admit that because they realize and go, it's time. It makes it worse. And sometimes I think we as people need to be more kind to ourselves, yeah. first of all, and be and realize that we, our opinion matters and that sometimes we have to stop being so harsh on ourselves. And even even in beer, 
to realize and go, if I don't like a beer, it's okay that I don't like a beer. Or if you yeah. like something mm-hmm. that everyone's Absolutely. telling you you shouldn't like, yeah. yeah. It's okay yeah. if you like something that everyone else yeah. doesn't like. Like I and don't like right. people who are just like, don't you shouldn't like this brewery and you shouldn't like this and you shouldn't I like am. that. No, no. Everybody drink what they want. You know, I don't care if you're gonna go out and drink Budweiser. Right. Cool. Drink what you enjoy. Like right. don't post don't post it on the craft beer forum. Don't post it on craft beer forums because you will get and like, yeah, unless you, will you get 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 But if you wanna drink like if you wanna have go and drink skin or Budweiser, do go for it. Like drink what you enjoy mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it's beer. I love the fact you called it a cheeky Budweiser. I mean you won't be catching me drinking that that no. non tasting stuff. I I hate sours. And Joe does not hold it against me. Even okay. though I'm I like, you send them. me your sours, girl, I'll drink them. <laughs> yeah. And it's like one of those things you either love them or you hate yeah, them. Like, exactly. It's, 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 it's okay. okay. There's no right or wrong. An opinion isn't right or wrong. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. An opinion isn't right or wrong. But I think, like, ultimately, it kind of goes in with exactly what you were saying, Kerry. It's like, for me, I think it's not, like, I don't feel overall that I think men make me feel a particular way or women make me feel a particular way I make me feel a particular way in that that. I feel that I put a lot of pressure on myself and you Mm. you know to be like you know a guy's not sitting there telling me you should or shouldn't voice your opinion it's me going oh my god what are people going to think if I say the wrong thing or what is going to happen if I do the wrong thing and I think I put a lot of pressure on me if you do say the wrong thing yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the forum, if you say something, when I first started kind of voicing my opinion, and I I said a few things that, oh, that's a bit of a supermarket beer. Oh, oh God. Da, 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 da. And I was like, just going, and that's actually when I started Love Beer Learning to give me okay. the confidence yep. to go, hang on a minute. This is not a paid for. This is not a paid for. I started it because I was like, women need that confidence. You know know what you are talking about. No, this is not a paid for. Not paid for ever. I haven't. I haven't slipped Lisa a fiver. I have to say, on the brewing um, forum, everyone was pretty supportive. No one made you feel like that, and it's just interesting. Yeah, that it's don't go on to Reddit. That's what we call armchair quarterbacks, where they just sit there and they think they know it all, but they don't know anything. So there's one the other day where this guy asked. He's he's fairly new to craft beer, and he was just like, "Right, I want to buy some beers, and I want to buy. I want to know what everyone in this forum's favorite beer is." Tell me what your favorite beer is. I want to buy some like top notch beers. And like some people were just like, oh, this is my favorite brewery. These are the favorite ones I've had recently. And I, I was like, right, what's my favorite beer that I would recommend to somebody else? And I was like, Do you know what? Go and try Wild Beer Co. Wild Beer Co.'s Millionaire. I was like, it is an excellent. I was like, it's very, it's a sweet stout and it is very sweet. Be prepared for that. And he's like, no, this sounds like it's right up my street. Some man <laughs> then commented on the thing. Oh, it's cheap though. Right. I was just like, so I started writing this message that was, oh, I, I like it. And I was like, and I started writing this message that was, the question wasn't, what's the, the what's your most beer? expensive beer? <laughs> it was, what's your favorite beer? Right. And I was like, Do you know what? That's a bit too harsh. So I deleted that. And instead I wrote yeah. a very, you know, placid, well, beer doesn't need to be expensive to be good. Yeah. Um, you know, like they can, like some of the, some of the cheap, like that's just an added bonus that it is therefore an affordable beer. And I just got a reply. 
Well, I didn't say it was a bad beer. I just said that it was a cheap one. Also, it wasn't a criticism. Well, it's not that. Yeah, depending depending it's on where you're looking cheap. at it. It's not that, like, you know, compared to, you know, a cloud water beer, it's cheap. But compared to, you know, your two pounds sweetheart stout. No, exactly. This is all relative. But that no, was not the now. question. So yeah. why yeah. are you pulling me up? Because this is because yeah, Millionaire is now one of their core beers, and you can get it more cheaply than a lot of other beers. That wasn't the question. The question was, what's your favourite beer? That's what I now know to be about that forum. Yeah, is that there are a lot of people on there that are. Very... And it puts people up. I left that forum. <laughs> yeah, I left, I've left it. So many, no I've thanks. left so many beer forums. Well, this was the nice. This was what annoyed me because it was the nice. So Craft Beer UK is the one that uh, Tori and I met in, and it was that one, and that's a really yeah. nice beer forum. But it's got and the guy like, that posted it. Was, the guy that's posted it. Was, really nice really nice guy like, really nice <laughs> guy who's asking really for, like, and he was just like really nice guy and he was like oh i've heard that one come on times i'm gonna go get it and he's like oh yeah i'm gonna go get all these beers and it's just like this rando was just like that's what, what cheap I, beer. I like it, <laughs> was, on it um, was a someone a woman had said something and then a couple of guys had sort of commented and then all these other women were just really then they quietened down and it's it's just like, yeah, it's fascinating. So we shouldn't need to do that. We shouldn't but, need to pile in for our yeah. business. No, but I will, I will, I will say, though. I will. Helen, who's not here, like me and her are constantly just like, she'll be like, someone's just said this to me. I'm like, where have they said that to you? And then she'll be like, I've stood up for you here. I'm like, thanks. There is some, <laughs> I get some really random comments and I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. I got to say, so related, relating to beer, there's a certain <laughs> face group that I actually left because I felt it was getting quite toxic and masculine and Mm. it's a shame because it's kind of ruined that whole thing for me that I could have got a lot of stuff out of I think and I'm not going to say what it is but people probably realize um but I just I've left it and you know what I'm happy with my decision (laughs) Yeah, I think it's fine. It was, I think, and I think that's I've unfriended thing. people. I've unfriended yeah. people. I've, you know, left groups that I just feel less than comfortable in. You know, and that's the thing is, I'm not saying like you can't carry on being that way or making those comments or doing those things. But for me, like I'm Maria Kondo, that like yeah. I was like I is it is it bringing me joy? Is it bringing, is joy? Is it bringing <laughs> me joy? Like that negativity in your life. Like, yeah, exactly. I was on my RuPaul vibes. Like yeah. I was like, girl, no. Like, girl, I, was, like, <laughs> I am sashaying away. Yeah. <laughs> I, Maria Kondo sashayed away from that yeah. because I was like, I just don't, I don't need it, and I feel so much less like. I want to be in a, yeah. a community yeah. that has mm-hmm. that vibe on you. No yeah. thanks. Exactly. So, and so I will thing... not tolerate that in women's pint club. People. <laughs> so the one thing I will say though is like there are some groups that actually like I will say like there has been, and I can't just say like all oh, got like tarnish all men with the same, but anything no. like that because like I've found that there's so many guys that have actually like I've had people make sexist comments towards me and say like quite rude things to me on some of these forums and there has been so many guys on certain forums that have just jumped in and have been like absolutely not that's not happening that's not flying you're out like kicking people out of groups standing up for me helping to support me and just being like a proper ally and being like 
what was just said wasn't cool so i don't want any of this conversation to be taken out of context in a way that i am like bashing guys at all because it's it's not that at all and the majority of men that i know that i interact with are like so supportive and everything like that um and that's been helpful but the one thing that i had a good conversation with my husband about which is quite why I love like women's pint club is I said, I think sometimes it comes down to like a fundamental difference in the, you know, again, broad strokes and it's not hard and fast rule, Um, but just in the different ways that men and women think. And I think like sometimes the majority of men can think of it's a black or it's white. There's no in the middle. You're you're right or you're wrong. You're on my side, you're on the other side. And I think with women, we have this ability to go there's black there's white and then there's a whole gray area and we can sit there and have a conversation and it's not personal it's not an insult we can disagree with each other we can agree with each other and we can just go oh that's that was a really good we can play devil's advocate and no one's Mm. taking things personally we're like that was a really good discussion I feel we've just had a really good intelligent discussion and when I try to do the same with some guys in other groups like I've been met with like sort of an aggressive like like I was being aggressive by asking a question or challenging their viewpoint and I just don't get that same thing in women's pint clubs like I really love women's pint club because we can have those debates with each other and we can discuss things with each other and you know it doesn't turn into I can't believe you just said that like yeah that's it I've written you off or anything or it doesn't turn nasty it's just like a okay I've just taken something away I've learned something because I do yeah. think it's because we're not competitive in any we're not competing yeah. we're uh we're a group of you know we want to share our experiences and we've got common ground and we're not competing so if you were to say to oh I really love this sour that I had I'm not going to challenge you or I'm just going to go well you know that's you know but you could say to me like you could say to me I had that sour and I didn't get that at all I got this this and this and I got oh that's okay like oh tell me more about that and I feel like if you were to do that in a different type of setting Mm -hmm. you'd get people that are like well you're wrong and it's like well no what you're tasting isn't wrong is it just a type of a person because um you know uh, you know I've, I've got a couple of my um my best friends their husbands um really like craft beer and when I went down to deliver some of my home brew to them at Christmas, I bottled it all up and bagged it all up. And they thought it was fantastic. But I'm talking to them in a really knowledgeable way now because I've submerged myself into this this great group and from plug it, love beer learning. Hey, not a paid advert. <laughs> no, not a paid advert. God, you really, they, it, I, I left feeling really good because uh, – Quincy and Daniel were like wow you're so passionate about this and you really know your stuff because I'd started brewing and you know explain if it and they're like wow like and they're they're really listening to me and these are two guys that really like craft beer and they're really nice guys it's like you were saying earlier Tori you know you surround yourself with those sort of types of people that aren't sort of like oh there's a bird drinking a pint yeah right more educated in that sense if you know what I mean but yeah it's I think it's of that general type of person that is I totally agree and and I think it's just a case of as well of um when you present yourself in a knowledgeable way as well I think it I think sometimes it comes down to uh, anonymity as as much as yeah you know yeah. if you're talking to a person that you know firsthand and you've gotten to know these people um these people are going to take your opinion you know in a t- it people you don't know on the internet they're just mm-hmm. gonna start going you know 
well that's wrong that's shit because they're not <laughs> thinking of you as a real person that has real ideas and real information they're just yeah. like that's an easy target i'm just gonna yeah. go for that behind mm-hmm. a keyboard or behind the screen it's not saying that is that is exactly the conversation i have with my husband the other day and i said see if i if i go and meet one of my my girlfriends i'm like oh my god your hair is looking amazing i was like yeah. you go and meet one of your friends you're like wow your, your ass is looking fat like they just they just and they but they don't mean it to be like nasty it's just that's the language that they use to talk to each other whereas I think women are naturally more kind of supportive and again not everyone but you know I think we just we tend to big each other up more whereas men are like putting each other down but in an affectionate way yeah and it's just the way it comes I don't know I I, I definitely have friends that I definitely put down with we definitely (laughs) like have that communication with where I'm just like hey b word what's I'm trying not to swear so that Joe doesn't beat me too late I'm not even gonna bother beeping this episode I'll be like hey you you big old b sorry I don't know know no it's fine no it's normally me it's not you no it's it's Tori (laughs) Sometimes there's girls that you hang out with that are literally bitchy. They're yeah. ones that it doesn't matter how nice you are. They're just how that's how they are. And that's just how it's, I, I, bet I, I bet they don't drink points. I bet they don't drink points. I've said it to shy away from girl groups. It's all been about gossip and all that kind of crap. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. I want. I don't mind you asking me if you care about that person. But if you just want to know what they're doing and all yeah. that. That I think that's I think part of it is you you start to meet and start to actually be your true self and I think that's part of it is like we we have such a a mask that we put on and say okay here's who we are and if in certain situations if you get to your point where you can actually take that mask off and actually say here's who I am here's who I am as a girl here's who I am as a guy it's it's you're more comfortable with who you are and- but yeah I think that's that's the thing though is I think it is it. it- like you were saying, Tams, it is very much like when you're talking online, there's the anonymity and stuff. It can be just so different. And I think tone is different as well online as, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's it's always great when you have like, when you know that there's other guys that have your back as well because you're like, yeah. okay, cool, that validates mm-hmm. me. I Like yeah. I feel yeah. validated. I feel like I'm not just... I feel like I'm not just over, you know, exaggerating something or whatever. When somebody else has my back and I don't even have to say anything and they're like, that wasn't cool. I'm like, thank you. I didn't even have to say that. That's brilliant. It's almost like there's some keyboard warriors just waiting, waiting, just waiting for someone to just slip up. They can go, oh, I know I can make myself feel big. Yeah. yeah and that's why I've taken it. the opportunity to just Maria Kondo them the crap from yeah. my life like yeah. I am yeah. like yeah. I see that someone responds like negatively to me and I'm like cool that, like, un- just, like, that unfriend <laughs> button is there unfriend and that leave button is there yeah. for a reason unfriend them leave them someone no, 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 no. Comment, you don't mute, have to rise to that mute button. Mute, but stay friends <laughs> then they don't know then you can still stop them and they can't stop you all right, ladies, it's been absolutely lovely speaking to you. Uh, Thank you for having us. Yeah, Thank we are you. welcome. Um, and if anybody else would like to join us in Women's Pint Club, you can go to Facebook and just search Women's Pint Club. We have a regular um, monthly virtual pub where we do this sort of thing and we have a good old chat and we talk about random films and beers and, <laughs> and all sorts. It is delightful. Pampas grass. Thank you, ladies. Have a lovely evening. Wednesday. 
when yeah. off the bed now. Kids will be up do. soon. <laughs> so that was our little chat. Um, I, I think it went really well. Um, yeah. I had to edit it a lot. It went really long. We talked for like two hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had a lot to say. I think sometimes um, it veered off as usual. We're yeah. like, this isn't even us anymore. It's not even us anymore. It was yeah. just like veer off into like, oh, so speaking about wine, let's talk about <laughs> wine and like barrel aged wine and all that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think there were some so many like valid points made on on both sides of the fence, and there were some things that I found really interesting from that conversation of pointing out of like, well, if we look at it, you know, this is our experience as women, but here's what men must also struggle with on their yeah, side of things with definitely. the whole like needing to be masculine side of things, and that was something I don't think I ever stopped to really think about before. Um, so it was just really quite interesting to also think on that and and some of the points other people made, and and yeah, it was really. It was a really good time and lots of good beer. I tried to drink exclusively sort of female orientated beers. Yeah. <laughs> I went thematic. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was uh, hopefully other people like it and found it as um, interesting as I think we did. Yeah. Um, so if uh, people want to ask you when International Men's Day is, Tori, where can they find you? So if they want me to tell them it's the 19th of November, um, they can find me on adventures underscore in underscore optimism on Instagram. And where can people find you if they want to know about your brews? Um, if you want to know about my brewing, if you want to know uh, what beers I'm drinking for International Women's Day, I am uh, a women's brew on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you want to come and learn from a woman in beer that's me uh, you can come to my beer school which is love beer learning uh, we are love beer learning on facebook instagram and twitter we also have um, our website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and you can also uh, email us lovebeerlearning at gmail.com we'll pick up emails for the podcast there as well so tell us what other things you want us to talk about on the podcast here if there's any breweries you want us to get in contact with let us know and we can do an episode for you um so on that note cheers Cheers.